johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, guys, we are back for another issue of Sports Insider Radio. It is the March Madness bracket-busting show, and uh, we're ready to roll. The NIT tournament opened up yesterday, and now we get into the next real thing, the big dance, what everybody's excited for, what everybody's looking to bet like madman for for the next two weeks. Mike, usually you're out there betting the first 15 points. Tell everybody about your 15-point system. I don't think that's a system, but I know you have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate we're not out there this year. Usually it's been a uh, tradition for many years where we go out there and not only get to meet some of the clients, but you know, pre-COVID, um, it, it was more of a tradition where more clients were fascinated about the whole Vegas sports betting in the casino, live in action entertainment, as well as making money because we're obviously there in person and we get to coach them. But now that it's legal in so many states, less people are traveling out there. They can go to, you know, if you're in Maryland, um, there's a FanDuel sports book that's pretty big and you can get a table and it's basically like you're in Vegas, but you get to go sleep in your own bed at night and not have to, you know, stay overnight. So I feel like less people are traveling. So, um, with that, it's, it's not, um, a tradition anymore, but the first 15, man, if you ever, for those that have been in Vegas and you wonder why when you wake up at eight 30 and you're running down to the sports book, where now, even when the last time we were in Vegas, the apps were already available, but, um, you know, you get down to the sports book. Most people are still old school. They have the sheet, the printout that the sports book gives you, and they're sitting there circling the games. And um, and for whatever reason, it turns to around nine twenty in the morning, and you see these sports books erupt. You're like, how is this possible? It's nine twenty in the morning. Half the people are still, you know, hungover from the night before. They can't figure out why. The entire sports book's going nuts and they're cheering because they're trying to reach the bet, which is the first team to score 15 points. It is the big bet out there. Most of the time, a lot of the money is on the dog side. So if you're seeing, you know, that 16 seed, that 15 seed, that 14 seed that you have pretty good value on, 
not to win the game, not to win the half, but simply to score the first 15 points. Usually it gets really exciting when that team is within striking range or if they're up three and it's like 12 to seven, or even if it's 12, 12 and they have a possession where they could hit that three just to get them to 15. um, That's when all the excitement goes. And that, that goes for every single game. So me personally, um, I was always there coaching clients. There's no coaching with the first 15. Um, I personally am, I did pretty well when I was out there in terms of doing my own little system with it. It's nothing that's anything special. It's more of a feel approach and see how these teams, a lot of these teams, um, usually the dog side, usually are hot coming in because they're coming off that tournament win when nobody from the conference aside from them made it. Um, they got the at-large bid. So they're riding the high from the tournament, being that it just basically finished the previous week. They got into the big dance. Usually the athletes, and of course you're going to see the UMBCs of the world that are going to shock the entire nation by beating a team like Virginia. But that's not something that you see quite often. Um, so it's whoever gets the 15 points first. So it's, it's always interesting to see. I love the atmosphere. I love the environment. But now I, I just saw recently, like in, in years past, how much money was wagered on March Madness. And it's multiplied times 10 this year with all the legalization and all the different states. So everybody's always into it due to the brackets. Even if you're not a basketball fan, you're filling out one of those office pools. And even if you're not a better, you're still intertwined with the March Madness phenomenon. Um, It's bigger as an individual event that I believe than any other sport. Yes, NFL is king in terms of sports betting, but in terms of watching and being for the non-sports bettors that are actually looking in to see the outcomes of the games, um, it's pretty fascinating. I remember, you know, I'd say probably 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, there was this little app you could download where when you're watching the actual game, it's called the boss button. And the boss button allows you to click this button and it shows this crazy graph that you're actually doing some kind of work in case they walk by and you have to switch it off the game and turn it on to the boss button so you're actually doing work. So that That's how far and how entertaining it is. But from a financial side, I mean, listen, we've been – doing very well overall with NBA. Um, That's something that Dave has definitely monetized the entire season. Um, I've never seen the type of returns he's done in NBA in years past. College basketball is a grind. Um, We're going to have a, one of our new guys. That's basically, we finally, we, we found him through the channels. We basically, recruited him to come and work in our office. He's a basketball nut, especially college basketball. He's very good opinion. He's betting very large amounts of money on his own. And it's fascinating to see just a different style of betting. John, it's not edge betting. He's not sitting there and betting overnight pricing. He's just a watch-and-see approach. A lot of times he hammers games in-game. He's got a very good opinion, so I'm excited to see what he's got to say for us. Um, he's going to be coming on the show here in the next 15, 20 minutes. And, but 
March Madness. It's here. Um, I'm always fascinated by being involved literally from the time the first tip, which is noon, our time on Thursday, all the way up to, you know, games are going off at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So between the action and the opportunities, I know Dave has already placed four or five early wagers, kind of like he does in football, getting the best price. So it's, it's here, it's now, and before you blink, like it always does, it's going to be gone. And we're on to my favorite sport, which obviously we haven't talked about in many months, but baseball is coming. I know I've been kind of doing, engaging my model with the World Baseball Classic, just running numbers, doing more research and development, haven't released anything, haven't bet anything. But, you know, me personally, I've done an overs model in baseball that you know very well that I'm pretty successful with. And I just feel like every year it gets a little bit better just because I'm able to tweak it year after year. And I do mid-season tweaks, but... I just feel like it's always more dialed in than the year before. Um, and we won't spend too much time on the baseball model on this show. That's going to be coming in the coming weeks with, with your underdog channel as well. But me personally, John, I wanted to ask you, because I know as a free trial for all subscribers on all our different platforms, you released the halftime channel, which obviously takes a lot of work takes a lot of commitment from your end because you're following these games in real time in the 15 TVs that you're monitoring every game on and how they go to halftime along with the Don Best screens. I know you gave a little bit of a synopsis of it's not that easy to just take the team that's the better team, the favorite at half if they're down, and you kind of gave a little explanation on a video, but to the people that haven't heard it, Give a little bit of explanation without giving the system away, obviously, of how you're finding these edges and, and how you're basically doing crushing it with half times. Well, first of all, everybody thinks that you take automatically take the favorite. The video I did was at halftime of the Houston Memphis game. They were down 15. They were laying seven. The opening number in the first half was three. They pumped it up to seven in the second half. I said this is a perfect example of the line. There's no value on the line. Did I know Houston was going to come back and win the second half? Pretty much they indicated that on the money line. It was almost $500 minus $475 just on the money line. What we're looking for is we're not going to blindly bet every favor that's down at the half because in that, for instance, example, I said I would not make a play on that game. And if I was going to make a play, I would make a play on the money line if I was that nuts to lay 500 or I would take Memphis plus the seven. And, of course, at the end of the game, it was 34-29 where both sides actually won, the Memphis plus the seven and the uh, Houston on the money line. Now, what, ha you're, what you're looking for is value. A lot of guys like Dave Miller will press the dog at half when he gets value. It's not an auto-bet situation. Now, I'm currently 5-1, and one, but again, if you think you're going to sit there and replicate what I do, because every one of my plays will always be a favorite down at the half. But it's not just because the favorite's down at the half. It's because I'm getting a good price. You'll never see me bet a dog at the half. Um, so what you're looking is for reversion of the mean, where the general public is going to be pounding on the dog in the second half because the dog is just taking the other team to the cleaners. Now, 
sometimes it works. If you would have pounded Memphis in the second half, you won. The juice was higher on that game. But a lot of times, like I said, I'm not, I'm always looking to take the better team at halftime because rest his soul, Brian Blessing, avid horse racing better. It's the same concept when it comes to horse racing as it does to halftimes. The, the best horse is usually not coming out first and is not halfway. He's coming from behind at the end. I, I definitely believe that teams that are better than uh, the value of betting underdogs in college basketball is taking the dogs in the first half. I don't do that because I like to actually work off the momentum of the first half. But, for instance, if you took every double-digit dog in, in NCAA basketball or even in the NBA and you just took every double-digit dog at ha- in the first half, you're going to have a, a winning record at the end of the season. Just like baseball where you have to play every game most people don't want to literally play every game so when you're cherry picking you have to cherry pick with value and understand that it's not simple as oh alabama's down at the half if alabama's down at the half against uh whoever they play but their line is too high then there's no value in that bet so that's basically the synopsis on the underdog system. It is always taking the favor that's down at the half. Yes, everybody figured that out, but it's there's more to it than just simply doing that. If you were to do that in every game, you would actually lose money. You'd, lo- you'd probably break even and lose juice. Got it. So very interesting. Um, we're going to be releasing the channel uh, for all paid subscribers on Thursday for the main tournament. Um, it's going to be tagged along with baseball as well. So it's, again, we're not looking at the short run. We're not looking to provide a small sample pick package. This is something global that me and John do ourselves. Cause as we all know, Dave, after the tournament is done until next year. So all the subscribers that are in with us obviously understand this is our niche. This is what we do. This is our specialty. And between Baseball as a whole, I absolutely love it. It's nothing that I watch. It's nothing that I truly follow. Um, But in reality, it is one of the most profitable sports out there by far. So I'm very excited about that. And we'll do a big breakdown. But I wanted to welcome um, our fellow friend and compadre, Randy, on the show. Randy, you there? Yes, sir. So, Randy, you know, now that you've been here for three weeks, kind of wanted to ask, because you've never talked to clients before. All you've done is bet your entire life. You've been very successful at it. That was basically, um, that's something that I needed to vet you for, for before you actually got an opportunity to work with our guys. What is it like talking to some of these clients? Be honest, because you're not used to it. It's never been something that you've done before. You know how to talk the game in terms of sports betting and entertainment, but like the Dave Millers of the world, they don't have time to talk to clients. You've actually put in the work and talking to clients one-on-one, so you don't need us to be the buffer between that syndicate. You're providing that knowledge and education to the client direct. What is it like talking to these clients? I mean, honestly, it's it's really it's really breaking down barriers because, you know, with a lot of the phone calls that they're getting, they're so used to getting hustled and played and, you know, they're, they're so used to getting bad information that, you know, you have to, you have to kind of 
go through your whole spiel where, you know, you're not that guy and, you know, you are going to win. And that's why I always, always have, if, if there's any question whatsoever, I always send my picks from the night before um, or the day after when I give them the play, showing them that I took the same play that I gave them. Um, I feel like, you know, that kind of catches their attention a little bit. But, I mean, to answer your question a little bit more in detail, I mean, it's frustrating. It's exciting. It's demoralizing. It's soul-crushing. And then it's incredible at the same time. <laughs> so you, you have your ups. You have your downs. You know, you, you get hung up on a couple times. And all, next thing you know, you got somebody that's, you know, really interested in doing business with you because he knows you're genuine. So um, sounds you know, like you're watching. A, you, you, I think you just described watching a game. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's there's a lot of there's. I mean, it's you got to have tough skin, obviously, and you know the the. I really don't let anything negative get to me just because I know what I do. I know what I'm capable of. I mean, I'm proven. And I'm more than willing to prove myself. So, you know, if somebody chooses to hang up the phone, you know, it's just on to the next one. It's it's not something that I'm not gonna, you know, uh, you know, get all crazy about it. It's not it's not really that serious. So, you know, it's 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 just, it's expected. You know, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm I've been doing it for long enough now where you know it's in sales in general where you know you're you're not gonna it's, it's a number game. Well, so what now that you're basically, you know, it's more than just giving games to clients because obviously you're you're very transparent. You're showing them your DK and your FanDuel actual wagering tickets. It's, I believe that when you have something and you're good at it, you stick to it. You don't try to sit there and focus on other sports. You're not a guy like us that is just finding syndicates and being the buffer between all of them. Like when you're dealing with clients now, do you see the insanity that they live in? Do you see like the constant whirlwind of emotions and the ups and downs and they, they have no discipline whatsoever? I mean, did you ever believe that was truly the case or you just thought like, man, if these guys just want to win, they're going to listen to everything that I said? No, I mean, I, I had an idea, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's the world we live in. I, it, it's it, the, I wasn't expecting the level of insanity that I've seen so far, you know, but um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's there, you know, but then, you know, you also have, you're going to have that in every aspect of the world. You know, you're going to have people that are, are insane about all kinds of different topics and you're going to have people that are, disciplined and understanding about a lot of kind of topics. You just have to weed through, you know, the people, there, a lot of people have gotten burnt in this world, not just from this business, you know, it's, it's everything. And a lot of people are on guard. It's 2023 times are changing. You know, it's, it's things are so different now, you know, these days than they were, you know, trust is a very hard thing to come by no matter what aspect of life you're talking in. Well, you know, that's, that's the cool part. Um, we're used to it, John and myself personally. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many people go to my Instagram channel and they're like, add me to Telegram. That's the first thing they say. I'm like, what do you mean add you to Telegram? Just add me. 
okay, hi, what's your name? Can I help you? Do you have a proper bankroll? I want to make sure that you could actually make money with our system because of the vol. I go through it and then I just get ghosted. I'm like, why even bother contacting me? Like, so it's, it, it comes the the immaturity side, unfortunately with social media, so many people at every age now have access to a sports book that it's the old days Years ago, I would never have that conversation. Every guy was calling in has already been betting for 10, 15 years, understands the variance, understands that there's going to be ebbs and flows, but also understands to treat it as a business for the most part. And now you get these, you know, I, I don't even know the age bracket. I was just assume <laughs> under 24. Um, add me to Telegram. Well, because everything is so given freely on social media, Join this channel. Join that channel. Let's talk. Let's do it as a group. But nobody's winning. Nobody's making money. So nothing in the world that is good is free. So why would you think we're going to spend our time, due diligence? I mean, you've been with me here for, you know, a while now. And you see the amount of work that we put in and how many hours we spend here before the game start. I mean, that's if somebody's not doing that, if they're working a nine to five, they have kids, they have a basically any social life. You can't tell me that they're going to sit there and handicap the board in five minutes and be successful doing it every day. They're not. It's just impossible. So I always find it amusing. And I I know you've uh, talked to me about this in the last couple of weeks where you're, every guy that calls our office and subscribes to any sort of service tells us that he's a proven winner and he doesn't lose. Like, that that doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you call us if you're doing – I wouldn't call anybody if I'm doing well on my own. Why would I reach out for help if I, if I think I'm the best golfer in the world? Why would I need coaching? I wouldn't call a golf coach where I went for golf tech and I spent – over last winter, about two grand for lessons. I didn't go to him and say, I know I'm already doing this better than, than you're showing me. I would, the guy would laugh at me. So at what point is the client going to surrender and say, you know what? My way doesn't work. Let me give Randy a shot. Let me give this guy an opportunity. And I've been seeing it now from, from your clients where they're texting and they're very happy and they're satisfied and they're, 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 they love the relationship side of the business that we provide on the transparency as well. So I think it's, again, this is why we have the radio show. It's not here to give out free picks. It's not here to, to go on and rant all the time. But again, this is, this is my outlet. This is my social media. So I come on here and like I had a client yesterday. I'm a, John or Randy, you haven't heard this yet. I had a client where um, one of our friends from the South had already, he's been a subscriber of his. He referred him to, for him to come on Telegram. The guy was very nice. Now, I ran the database. The guy has been actually buying daily subscriptions to our different platforms for many years, so I knew what I was talking to. Um, I explained to him the foundation and how it's going to take time to be successful. He was all ears said, no problem. Let's get signed up. I'll call you back in 15 minutes. Doesn't call me back and sends me the, the, the text. 
I call it. The text is, hey, if you win the game tonight, I'll sign up. <laughs> I, I, I started, I didn't know what to say. I was at dinner. Better you than me. I, I was at dinner. <laughs> I, I literally responded, LOL, you caught me off guard. I'm literally at dinner. You can't be serious. <laughs> and it's like, that's, the, that's where his brain went. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, can you imagine? This is why these people get duped in this industry because they take freebies from people with no intention of actually subscribing to a long-term business plan. It's like, Hey, I'm going to give you a stock tip. If you make a little bit of money on this uh, day trade today, definitely subscribe to the next three months. What does that prove? Why don't you do your research, sir, before you actually speak to me? Cause none of the guys that I talk to don't know who I am. They hear me on the radio. They hear my groups on the Avoid the Trap podcast. They watch John's YouTube videos. They've seen you now in John's YouTube videos. And the only thing the guy could say is, show me that you could win. And I'll be honest with the guy. No, on the actual game, I ended up losing. And I'm actually glad because I don't want that client anyway. It's not worth my, it's, it's not worth me having to deal with an irate and insane person that is going to whine and, and, and complain because a game lost because he's not in it for the long term. He's just in it for a quick hit and get out. And he's probably doing that to a hundred different guys. So that's my rant. Um, I, you know, I, I do believe that. Some people come around, and if he's listening to the show, I hope he does. And if he doesn't, oh, well. I can't save everyone. But the guys that want the help will definitely receive it. So that's my rant, John. you have anything on the matter? Do you have been talking to any uh, very nice gentlemen lately? Well, you know, when I first started this business, I created a website called Dime Club. And now we have the new iteration 35 years later where I've raised the bar at johnsyndicate.com where it's now the 10 dime club. So I guess, you know, again, that this comes with the territory you're dealing with. And look, somebody's got to talk to all the clients that inquire, you know, since I've launched my site, you know, I'm dealing with a higher level of clientele. But again, like I always tell people, if you think about this, like a car dealership, we have a Toyota Corolla, we have a midsize Mercedes and we have a Ferrari and uh, you know basically uh, if you if you want the Ferrari you, you know you have to first of all you know I, this is what I love about the financial markets and the mortgage industry which you and Randy were both in in the past you know what is your if you are a real estate agent and you're we know very successful real estate agents obviously here in Maryland and around the country and you have somebody that comes to you and they want to buy a house. What is the first thing they do? They have to get pre-qualified for a mortgage to look at a house in that price point. Sure, we could tour all the richest areas where uh, Harbaugh lives and where Ray Lewis lives and where Cal Ripken lives, which is like not far from our office. And we could show people all these amazing mansions here in Baltimore County or and waste our time if we're a real estate agent or... We've, what are you pre-qualified for? 
So I guess basically what I do is I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little different because for everybody listening, you know, you got to be pre-qualified. I got to know what you're pre-qualified before. Cause I'm not, my time is too valuable. Not to say Mike's is not, not to say Randy's is not, I'm just, uh, you know, with tenure comes some, uh, availability to deal with people on a tenured basis. So I would basically say that, you know, by setting the bar very high, I'm going to talk to many less clients, obviously, than most people in this office, but that's okay because not everybody can buy the Ferrari. Make sense, Mike? Yeah. And it's, it's I mean, at some point, you, yeah. you talk about you uh, professional betting. Like I said, you know, everybody knows right angle sports. Again, don't know them. I'm not ever talking disparagingly about them if this ever, they ever listen to this archived online, but it is amazing that I can have a system that is 42% plus 185 units since January 15th. And for what I charge, I undercharge even to those 10 dime guys. When you literally are, I'm looking at their website right now, they're up 11 units for the season in college basketball, 230, 198, and seven at $30 a game. So again, we provide a lot more value even to the high rollers that they're paying much less to get the information. Um, they're not paying anywhere near what it would cost to make 11 units. I mean, you're talking 230 plus 198 plus seven is 435 college basketball selections times 33, actually. And so that client spent $14,355. He's betting a thousand a game as an example. He's down money. He's 53% and he's up 11 units versus somebody paid me. Uh, maybe the same amount of money or more, but they're up 185 units. And so, you know, that's the thing. When you're playing the long game, you can. there's two ways to skin a cat, high volume, low volume. But what I want to get into today, because we got, believe it or not, the show flies, I want to talk about the bracket. I did a video the other day. My son filled out his brackets. Our ball, my partner, Ted, filled out his brackets. I think you filled out your brackets. I'm sure Randy, I'm speaking for Randy, but I'm sure you filled out your brackets or made the brackets in your mind. And here, you know, I'm doing the research. My father was born in 1939. 1939 was the first bracket. He's going to be 84 in June. So it's amazing. Nobody has ever won a bracket. Warren Buffett has offered $1 billion, with a B, dollars to anybody who could actually have a perfect bracket. With all the AI technology, there is no way that you can actually run numbers with a computer program to fill out an appropriate bracket. But when I log into my email inbox every single day for the last three days, it's subscribe, let me do the bracket, subscribe, let me do the bracket, subscribe, let me do the bracket. And I find it to be so humorous when you look at the actual numbers, how what a negative EV thing is. I understand the whole thing of it being fun, but it truly is buying a lottery ticket. As my son said um, in, ni- in 2018 or 19, well, one gentleman in Ohio got the first 43 selections correct on the money line in the bracket. He didn't have an algorithm. He just got lucky. He just got lucky. So for all you guys that are obsessed with the bracket, you know, for me personally, I'm the bracket buster. I- I'm the bracket Scrooge. Anything you want to say on that, Mike? <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, the, the brackets are very fascinating in terms of getting your, I'll put it to you this way. As good as I am in college basketball overall, from an opinion standpoint and the different strategies that I've employed over the years and 
following market edges as well as doing other stuff. Um, the reality is I have never won a bracket. I've been doing brackets wow. since the age of 16. I'm 40 years old. I've done it every single year, multiple brackets. I've never won. Now, again, I don't do the the smaller ones. I usually do one with 100, 200 people most of the time. Some are like 80, 90, but most of them are a couple hundred. The only time I've actually cashed, and I remember this very clearly, it was Memphis playing Kansas in the finals. I had Memphis to win it all. If Memphis won it, I had the top points at the time for anybody that had Memphis. Kansas was obviously a top favorite, so a lot of people had Kansas as well. So I needed Memphis to win. I'm the opposite of Dave. I'm the opposite of our friend Micah in Georgia. I hedged. I said, there's no way I'm going. It was a big prize pool with a very little entry. In my eyes, I said, well, I can't lose. At least I've gotten this far. I need to hedge. So I bet Kansas. Obviously, Kansas won. I never actually won the bracket. But I did actually cash. Outside of that, I'm always trying to be the contrarian in the markets of picking these oddball teams to get upset early. And it just doesn't work out for me. I mean, I actually, it's the reverse. I do very well early, but when it gets down to the elite eight final four, I just can't, I can't sniff out the George Masons of the world. I can't sniff out the Florida Gulf coasts of the world. Dunk city just can't sniff them out. But this year, John, I'm telling you, I spent five hours last night. I was doing research. I changed my bracket at least 60 times. I think this year is the year. Not the perfect bracket, but this year is the year where I am going to win. So I'm saying it on record. Giving away. Hey, look, we won't have you on the show anymore if you're giving up. Now all these guys are going to go in these brackets and pick San Diego State. Let them. I already showed you saw in our private chat with Dave Miller. They're already touting it on ESPN. Once I saw that, it's over. Done. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, well, the odds went down. We have them um, 20 to 1 um, to get to the final four. I don't have them winning at all. And in one of my bigger brackets, I do have them going to the final four. But again, it's there's so much parity this year. And every year there's a lot of parity. But usually there's a couple like three, four teams that are clear contenders. And it's pretty chalky when it gets to the final four or even the finals. Because, look, a three seed, a four seed has never won it. They made it to the final four. They made it to the finals. But usually the top two seeds or even a three seed could sneak in there to the finals. But most of the well, time team that wins it, it's pretty chalky for the team that survives the whole tournament. Well, yeah. now that you said that and you said, I don't, we don't, you know, we don't do this radio show to give out free winners. I'm going to give out 12 free winners. So if anybody has a pen handy, you're going to get 12 free winners. So here's the reality. And this is not going to change. And we're going to, I'm going to have a little fun with you guys because I did my due diligence and research. Since hold on, right before, se- before, before you do that, hold on. I have a fan question. We have Tim that's asking me a question. Tim, if you're listening right now, I'm giving the odds, uh, 
negative 10,000 that John gets us right. I'm looking over to make sure he's not using a computer. John, who won the first NCAA tournament title in 1939? I can't help you. No, I can just no tell you Google. my dad was born. Come on. I can't help Come you. On. I, just, I just can't. Give it to you. I, 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 I don't I'm know. Not. All right, hold on. We'll narrow it down. We'll narrow it down. It's on the West Coast. Uh, West. USC? You get, you get one more guess. UCLA? No. Gonzaga? No. Closer. <laughs> Go north. Fresno north. State? I don't know. Uh, get, keep going north. One more. We'll nah, give just give guesses. it to me. because I give it to Oregon. Me. Oregon. All right. There you go. Oregon. The day, the year my dad was born, Oregon. There we go. <laughs> so let, let's l- listen to this. I want you guys to soak this in. This is going to be archived online. If you don't have the pen with you, if you're driving down the road, you can, this is 12 bets where you probably were going to – I would say you're definitely going to cash one of these 12 bets if you play them. It's about the money management aspect, but I'm going to play all 12 of these bets myself. Here's the the reality. Since 1979, when I was six years old, 26 one seeds have won the championship. Seven two seeds have won the championship. Five three seeds have won the championship. Four, uh, one four seed has won the championship. Two six seeds have won the championship. And one seven and one eight have won the championship. Now, if we go to 1990, you weren't even in America yet. I was mm-hmm. in 11th grade. 72% of all winners since 1990, 23 one seeds, four two seeds, three Three seeds, one four seed, one seven seed. So my 12 bets are based upon since 1990. So that means Houston, plus 450, one seed. Alabama, plus 650, one seed. Arizona, plus 1400, two seed. Texas, plus 1400, two seed. Baylor, three seed, plus 2500. Xavier, three seed, plus 6,000. Virginia and Indiana, both four seeds. Virginia, plus 8,000. Indiana, plus 5,000. Iowa State and Creighton, six seeds. Iowa State, plus 7,000. Creighton, plus 4,000. And we've had one seven seed win since 1990, and that would be Missouri, plus 25,000, the Show Me State or Texas A&M plus 6,000. If you go only from 1990 and you play the prior seeds that have won, you are talking about those 12 plays. Unfortunately for all you San Diego State lovers, ain't happening, not going to happen, never going to happen, sorry, 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 just not going to happen. So the reality is if you use the trend as your friend, unfortunately it is a very square tournament. We're talking about 72% of all winners since 1990 have been number one seeds. 23 one seeds of one, which really means it's probably going to be, if you want to, yes, we would love to see a seven win at plus 25,000, but if you sprinkle $1,200 and you figure out how to go with, go high with the, you know, you put the majority of the money on Houston, Alabama, and then you start putting little small breakdowns on the, the remaining nine, you're probably going to cash. 
There it is. You got it absolutely free. Don't be one of these guys expecting these big upsets. It's not going to happen. It's just like last week in the golf tournament, the favorite one. More, you, you don't realize it in golf. You don't realize it in these tournaments unless you look back at the historical data. It just doesn't fare well for anybody but Houston and Alabama. And I'll shut up now. All right. Well, let me ch- let me chime in for one second and put my two cents in real quick. So the statistics that you're giving off are absolutely accurate. But from what I'm seeing from this tournament that I've never ever really seen before, and it's very unique because in my eyes, I really only see one true number one, and that is Purdue. And the the thing is with Purdue, they got Zach Eady, who's probably you know the most dominant player in college basketball. But when he was off the court, when I had a lot of a couple dimes on him the other night for five minutes, I watched a 17-point lead disintegrate in about a minute and a half when he was on the bench. So it's a lot of player dependency on that team. I mean, you got Alabama, who is probably the most talented team in college basketball, but they're too streaky. I think they're going to be. I don't even know if they make it to the Sweet 16. Houston, I don't. They might get upset in the first or second round. Uh, if Sasson doesn't come back, which he probably won't, they're done. Um, I, I just don't see any true number ones other than Purdue. I mean, so it's a very, very quirky tournament this year. Um, you know, that's why all like these so-called pros on TV have Duke to win it all because, you know, they're, what are they, a five or something? I can't even remember. But, um, you know, they're just coming into their own and they're starting to play good basketball but at the same time, I, I disagree with that. You know, you got, you know, I think this could be possibly the year, you know, where a four, a five, or a six could take it at the right time. I mean, if you got a team like Arkansas with Ricky Council and they're, they, they're coming into their own, you know, I mean, Kansas obviously is the team with the most experience. Um, so, you know, but then, what happened when they played for the conference championship, they got beat by 30 points. So it's like, what the hell is going on? You don't know what you're going to get really out of a lot of these teams other than Purdue. So the one bracket I have filled out so far, I have Purdue winning it, but that's going to be the only bracket because Zach Eady is what they live and die off of. There isn't a replacement. Once he's out, they're done. So it's just a quirky year, man. And, um, you know, I just think that, uh, I just think there's, you know, Kansas is when you, you got to go off experience, you know, you got to go off Bill Sutton. Coaching is super important. Um, you got all that with Bill Self. And I mean, you got to, you got to look at those kind of things too. But I mean, there's just no real, there's just nobody standing out like last year, you know, when, it, or, or this year is just so, so it's an oddball year where I've never seen no real number one other than Purdue. It's just, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, that, that's just how the way I see it and the way I've seen it. But um, yeah, it's just it's strange. But I think if there was a year, this is the year it could happen. Yeah, Purdue's plus eleven hundred. So uh, I'm looking here. I'm logged into my app and um, I'm looking. Uh... And again, I didn't mention every. Obviously, I didn't mention every one, every two, every three. But I'm the the four, the twelve that I think have a, a good shot. This is just again my opinion. There's no information, but Houston obviously is the favorite, plus four fifty. Uh, Alabama's plus 650, UCLA's plus 1,000, Purdue's plus 1,100, and then, you know, those are the the four top favorites, basically, before the tournament starts. Obviously, anybody can get knocked out, and uh, anybody can, uh, 
upset. But what I'm what, when you look historically, the top one, two, three spot have basically covered eighty seven percent of all the winners since nineteen ninety. A, a one, a two, or a three. The whole five thing, five beating twelve. That's fine. The five beats the twelve. They never go anywhere. Uh, they've never a five has never actually won the tournament. For individual yeah. betting purposes, you know, on a, a, the actual game, yes, there's value. Um, obviously, I'm going to be more in tune with halftime wagering. Um, but again, if you're a team and you're a, you know, if you're Maryland, for example, and you're an eight or you're West Virginia and a nine, you know, you're happy for the experience. There, there's no illusion. I don't think, you know, there's no illusion that an eight or a nine is 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 going anywhere. Let's put it that way. And I don't mean they can't go into the tournament further than after the first round. Obviously, somebody's got to win the eight or the nine. But I don't. I think after that first game, that usually the second game they're out. Otherwise, you wouldn't have such overwhelming statistical information that I'm looking at here on the computer, which basically says anyone that expects upsets since 1990. Keep in mind, I graduated high school in 1991, Mike. And I think that's when you arrived on our lovely shores. Nobody has made money playing those low-rated seeds from a futures perspective. Obviously, each individual game is a snowflake, as our good friend Kenny White would say. And we're going to be playing each individual game and, and dissecting each individual game. And obviously, I'll be halftime trading when the opportunities arise in each individual game. I'm only talking from a flat futures perspective. Um, you really haven't gone wrong if you just stuck with the ones and you just rode them through the whole tournament or the twos. I mean, really, the ones have cannibalized. Well, when you say I mean, you're, you're talking you're, 72%, man. Yeah, but that's you're, you're talking about money lines. So you're talking about some of these spreads are pretty heavy. I'm talking mean future betting cut. tickets. I'm only talking yeah, about you're not getting, you're not, but then you got to look at it from the sharp side. Are you getting good odds on those favorites right now? You're probably not. If you were, you would look at those teams earlier this season where they had a slump and you're getting value. Of course. I mean, think about it from the San Diego State side. Dave Miller um, gave us the ticket on San Diego State, and he said, look, I'm going heavy on it at 20-1 to 1 to make the Final Four. Well, literally, within a five-minute window, it went down to 8-9-1. to, nine to one. So right. there's no value for <laughs> yeah. me to consulting and giving it out to a client when he's lost half the value on the ticket. So there's no value. Because I remember, look, in our private group chat, he sent the text. He goes, please let me know if you can get this down at one of your apps. I need to get down pretty. And again, he's not, he's not, there's no locks. There's no play of the century. It can't lose. None of that. It's just value. And to him, value is what matters. And over time, He's going to make money doing it this way with a non-emotional standpoint. Kind of like, I know we only have uh, nine minutes left on the show, my value ticket, Mr. Richardson, is we're going to give a little plug here toward the end of the show. I'm going to talk about it every week until he gets drafted number one. All of a sudden, he went down when the Carolina Panthers last Thursday made the trade to the number one draft position and gave up. Uh, DJ Moore to the Bears, he his odds actually went down because they really like two quarterbacks at the time, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So for whatever reason, his odds went down. All of a sudden now, they're talking about the Colts possibly swapping 
picks with the Panthers because they want to reach up and get Richardson. All of a sudden, it's not uh, Bryce Young anymore. That the actual um, the Panthers are, are looking at C.J. Stroud and Richardson. So right now, it's again he is at his lowest point right now, where he's plus two seventy five. Mister Richardson, I got him at a nice plus seventy five hundred. So every day it's a mystery. I never know what I'm walking into. You know, there's an all office the tax for discussing this on the radio show. When you hit, listen, there's an if, office if, tax. If, if, Mr., if Mr. Richardson, <laughs> if, trust me, I, I'll tell you this, John, and you know it, our friend Mike, our friend Mike, who's, uh, who loves give me giving a box you very office. fancy, yeah, very fancy, you're going to trust me. If Mr. Richardson, not only will I have his jersey that I'm going to be wearing every day during baseball season, um, <laughs> You know, I, he's the goat. He's the, he's the best worst player ever to get the hype in the well, NFL that I've ever you, seen to, in to history. To, to defer from that, I, I uh, what are you saying about Lamar now, man? I don't think we're going to keep him. We're not talking about Lamar. We're talking about the goat, Richardson. I know, but I want. I, I, I got the, nothing the to say about Lamar. At least, at least Richardson has an agent. That's what I'm going to say. At least Richardson has an agent. He's already ahead of Lamar. <laughs> and they're not calling him a running back. They're not calling him a running they're, back. No, I know. Look, I love Lamar. I have no idea where this is going to go. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers all day. Lamar's the second story right now. Nobody quite knows what's going to happen. Is he going to hold out? Nobody's offering him anything. There hasn't even been talk about. Obviously, once it gets closer to draft time, maybe he'll heat up. And certain teams might try to sneak in there and offer him something. But it, Teams are worried because if they offer him something, the Ravens have the ability to match it, and they don't want to give up their cards. And, and him take an offer on something, knowing that the Ravens could potentially match it, they're not giving him a guaranteed deal. If you follow did Lamar, you see his, did you see his tweet yesterday? One hundred and thirty-three years say. fully. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I see his tweets on Twitter. It's it, at this point, it's comical, but it's it's sad. Because we have a new coordinator. I want him there for off-season workouts. Um, no wide receivers want to come here or they don't want to sign any not knowing who the quarterback is. So we all know uh, Mr. Randy, who he wants. Why don't we, uh, since we have a couple minutes, who do you want on our team? Tell them who the quarterback that you actually want leading the Ravens in the future. Well, let me start by saying this. I'm so glad the tournament's here just because – if I hear the name Lamar Jackson or John Morant <laughs> one more time, my head might <laughs> effing explode. So I think Richardson and Lamar, I think that they both have a lot in common. You know, they're excellent athletes with zero accuracy. And I think that Will Levis <laughs> would be the perfect fit in our system. They're talking now about possibly swapping out. I'd love to have Kirk Cousins, man. They're, they're talking about Minnesota doing something with them. It, it's, it's all speculation. Everybody's got their opinion. You know, you either, you either love Lamar or you hate him, you know, and, it, and it's not, and there's no real gray area about it. You know, I, I personally, you know how my stance is on Lamar, and I know we got to be quick. It's, it's this. It's the bottom line is this with Lamar for me. Okay, I think he's the greatest athlete to ever step on any sports arena field. However, I think his mental fortitude is what is going to, lack of mental fortitude is what is going to hold him back because you have to have intelligence. And it's just, just look at his off-field actions over the years. And I don't want to hear about he was a kid 
when he's driving 180 miles an hour in his brand new Miata down the road, filming it live on Instagram, and he's flipping jet skis in the freaking ocean, and he's playing, you know, like, you just don't, you, know, you never saw any of this guys. You don't see Tom Brady's and Patrick Mahomes, and even when they're kids, you don't see them doing that. So you're not going to get, you can't teach smart, you know, and that's, I'm looking for somebody to take Lamar's place that has intelligence. That is more important to me than a lot because that accuracy thing, that's another thing you can't teach. You know, it's like, it's, you know, once something in his head, it's in his head, it's sports psychology, you know, you just can't fix it. But I mean, you know, or you love him. It's the flip side. You love him. And you think that his athleticism can overtake his lack of intelligence. So it's one of the two, you know, and I'm on the side where obviously I think that we need to move on and part ways with Lamar. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I'm the, I'm the, sorry. I am the devil's advocate on this. I I do believe. Yes. Is he a generational talent? Absolutely. Are you, is that the new breed of quarterbacks? Yeah. Do I wish I could have a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a Herbert or a Burrow? Sure. But they just don't come around often. And we're a mediocre team when we don't win championships and we're never getting those top fledged draft picks to, to get those top guys. And it doesn't seem like we draft high. I mean, we don't trade up to ever grab those and the team I think Lamar is has had bad coaching for the last four years. They they strictly stuck to the running game philosophy and not built the team in terms of weapons on the outside. Listen, I don't care who you are. If you have five foot six on average, five foot nine receivers, they can't go up and get the ball. You can, Andrews is our only option, and the tight end should never be the wide receiver one year after year. Hollywood Brown. And they've already talked about it. We're, we suck, the Ravens as an organization, at drafting wide receivers. We've struck out with Boykin. We've struck out Hollywood Brown as mediocre. Bateman's mediocre. Um, you go back even further, and you're talking about guys that have just never been studs. And second round, third round, we just can't find it. Prochet, Duvernay. Again, all these guys are gadget-type players they're not all-star receivers. And every time we get a receiver, like last year, you know, all these other teams, like Josh Allen, he gets Stephon Diggs. Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase and Higgins. Um, Kyler Murray has Hopkins. You know, all these guys that came out of college, the team splashed for a all-pro wide receiver. Who do we splash for last year? Sammy Watkins. That's who we thought was Deshaun Jackson. I mean, guys that are literally have one leg that are been in the league for 10 years, past their prime, that's who we go after. And this has been a thing for the Ravens organization for many, many years. So, so you're not so getting an Anquan Bolden. You're going to bring the music. You're going to bring the music. That's the Ravens. it. I'm Draft a good wide receiver. Who do we have, who do we have when we won the championship? There we go. The music <laughs> is in. Next week. Next week. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck. 